Welcome back, Cardinal Community, to Season 3 and a very interesting Episode 23 re-record and 27. Um, I have the pleasure of sitting across from Mr. Matt Willie. Hi, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for being Again. on. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, so... Mr. Lilly, what is your current role that you serve in at Perry Township Schools? I, I am proud to be the Chief Technology Officer at Perry Township Schools, so I manage our technology staff and all of our equipment and budgeting involving data and Skyward and all those wonderful things that we hope works great for everybody every day. <laughs> yes, that's great. I like how you said hope because, mm-hmm. you know, you probably put structures in place and they should work and they sometimes don't you have to go figure it out well as we as we learn often even google has problems and things uh, go down so things just happen yeah yeah um how long have you been in this role currently oh i've been at perry township now for a little over 20 years in the in the technology department in one way or another wow in this role i don't know quite a while over 10 years now i think oh so. wow. okay yeah so with that said Right. Tell us, talk to us about your journey professionally, wherever you want to start that got you in this particular um, field of technology and now all the way to chief technology officer. Sure. So we'll start with a story of conflict and triumph. I don't know. It can't be that exciting. <laughs> um, really, it is a story of conflict, though. So going back as I was leaving high school, I was on two very different tracks where I couldn't decide. Monday, I was in one direction and Tuesday, I was in another. And that was either be a history teacher, social studies teacher, or go into technology. Mm. And those were the uh, the real choices I had in front of me. I applied to schools in both cases, got accepted to programs in both sides. Um, while I was working through high school, my, my job was we ran an internet service provider. Okay. So those who may not be familiar with that term, because I don't think it gets used all that much, we, we had dial-up modems where people could dial in and get on the internet from their house. So a a friend of mine, a friend of my father, um, he was a great guy and he came to me and we kind of started talking and we, you know, we got on and we played with computers. He actually worked at Sears. We'd fix old computers. We'd sell them on because we kind of, they have broke a lot of computers at Sears um, (laughs) as the years went on. So one of the things we started doing was playing with internet or dialing up to things and where we lived in Cicero, Indiana, yeah. You couldn't dial anything to get local. You had to make a long-distance phone call, mm. which, again, ironically weird now, was pretty expensive back yeah, then. That's right, it was. Yeah. So we set up shop on the second floor of a dry cleaner in downtown Noblesville, Indiana. And from Noblesville, we could get internet access into Indianapolis, and we could have people call us from Cicero. Oh. So we were in kind of the sweet spot. I think we peaked out a little over 300 customers, um, <sighs> spent... A lot of time. That's what I did through high school. It was a, it was a great experience. It was very technology based. So I was down that road, but also thinking, hey, I really want to go in education. Mm. So graduate from high school, go in education. At the very last second, for reasons I don't even know, I went computer science mm. at IUPUI, and did that for about six months and didn't like it. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I liked half of it. I, yeah. I love the, the hands-on part. I didn't like the thought of isolating and sitting in a cubicle. I really mm-hmm. like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't going to fit for me. So I switched education after my first year in college. So worked through college, still ran the surf, internet search provider, did some computer repairs, those type of things, but was working through education. Uh, got to the end 
and went, went and did my student teaching at Westfield High School and Westfield Middle School, and I was a social studies teacher, so get through that whole process, but I still had to finish some coursework, because mm. I wasn't done yet at that point, because I had switched majors, so right. I, had to, I had to get some credits, because strangely enough, science credits don't do you a whole lot of good in, <laughs> in uh, liberal arts side, so... Uh, so finished those credits via correspondence, which is fun. The thought of taking a paper and you mail a packet to Indiana University down in Bloomington and they mail you a packet back when your stuff's graded. So that was distance education. Uh, <laughs> that was, so what year are we talking? Give us time frame. What Ooh, that would have been around 2001, 2002. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, you had a big, big manila envelope. You sent down there with your with your work, and they sent you a big manila envelope back with what your grades were. Mm. Uh, it was a fascinating process. Uh, so at any rate, as I'm doing that, I'm finishing up. I decide, you know, I should probably get a job. That's usually helpful in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so started working in Perry Township, which is a place I admit I did not know existed. Mm. Couldn't have told you there was a south side of Indianapolis. It just was never on my radar. Yeah. Um, my now wife and I ended up buying a house down here. In the same process, we, we bought a house that we got really lucky because it probably could have been a, a fall-apart house. But we got lucky, and it was a great house. Um, so we ended up just investing in Perry Township, and that is how I've been here. So I started at Perry Meridian High School, mm. um, watched it, the tornado go over Perry Meridian High School through the big windows so over, over the top of it, and have worked in Perry ever since. I think I was over there for not quite a full year, and then I ended up moving over here to central office and have been in some role here ever since wow that is quite that is quite the journey yeah i appreciate you sharing that um it's really fun to like hear people's journeys along the way and so we now know about like how you got into this role um what's something you would want to share with like myself or other teachers who come in to work every day and um, is something that probably is taken for granted that you take care of. Because that's what I found in our district yeah. leadership is there's just so much uh, stewardship on your guys' part of things that I just like take for granted. For example, when I hit the light switch, the lights come on, yep. right? That's a compliments of Kirby Shot, Mr. Samson, yep. and Mr. Mapes, right? Paying the bills and also making <laughs> sure that there are electricity in that circuit, right? What's something like that that our staff would probably be like, ah, thanks, Mr. Willie. Uh, well, I, I don't know if anybody ever would say thanks, and that's okay, though. Um, but I think the biggest thing for us is the infrastructure. Hmm. If you go back, mostly invisible in almost every case. If you look up in your classroom, you'll probably notice an access point. And that's your biggest thought you probably have towards infrastructure at any given time in a classroom. Okay. Um, but we have over 1,200 of those, and they are connected to over 200 network switches and a whole lot of wiring and fiber cabling that connects all of those things. Mm. And so the biggest thing, it's kind of ironic, you know, people call us all day long about all kinds of things, but very rarely does anybody call and say anything about infrastructure, even though infrastructure may break everything else. <laughs> but we spend countless hours just maintaining that infrastructure, making mm. sure all those access points are up. It's kind of crazy to think that there's over 1,200 of them that have to be up every single day. Yeah. And and the fact that they work that well is pretty great. And consistently. Yeah. Like that well. That's incredible. Um, and, you know, every, we run through those on a five-year refresh. So every five years, we completely replace the whole kit and caboodle in a building. Wow. So it, it is a major undertaking. Every day, we, we check it. We get notifications if things aren't working quite right. 
we send people out to fix them. But for the most part, it's probably invisible to nearly everybody, I would imagine. Yeah, me included. Like, I don't even think about that, yeah. to be honest with you. And so, like, and I just take that for granted. So thanks for sharing that. Um, so we've got to hear about your journey. We like to, since we live in middle school world at Southport, right, middle, um, what is a middle school memory you have and an influential or favorite middle school teacher? Ooh, a middle school memory. That's an interesting one. I would say my middle school probably is most memorable for what it was. The, the building that I went to was built in the early 1900s. It was a big old two-story building with a basement that didn't have air conditioning. I think my favorite middle school memory, honestly, was we'd come in on the 90-degree days when it got too hot, and our middle school principal, he was a great guy, he'd go around and he got, us every, got everybody pudding pops. And that's how <laughs> we cooled down on non-air-conditioned days, as he'd bring pudding pops through the school. And honestly, that was the best thing, I think, ever, was pudding pop day. You're like, oh man, it's going to be so hot, and then all you could think of is, oh, it's pudding pop day. That's <laughs> fantastic. So... That's awesome. I, I like hearing that story. Thank you for sharing that and who made a difference, right? And so uh, we've heard about your middle school experience. So when you're not working, right, what is something you enjoy doing with your family or just in your time off? Sure. Well, I, I have a, a son who's a sophomore and he, he's in about every sport possible. So we he keeps us very busy okay. uh, running between sports. We love to travel as a family. So mm-hmm. it is on, on our, our favorite things to do. I mean, we've, we've our favorite trips have probably been to Alaska and Ireland. Mm. Uh, we'd love to travel. Outside of that, I hate to say this, but I don't really do much with technology once I leave here most of the time. I really like to get my hands dirty. Yeah. Um, my grandpa was an amazing person. I didn't see him a lot, but he had a huge influence on me yeah. and really taught me how to rebuild things and how to work things. I like rebuilding old cars. I love engines. I've got a, a, a Farmall Cub tractor from the 50s in my barn that I like to keep up and maintain Um, so I really would like rather get my hands dirty and and work on those type of things than really anything else when I get home oh wow that's great to hear yeah thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself and really just sharing your journey Um, the last question I like to ask any podcast um, I guess guest is uh, what's something that you've enjoyed about being in Perry Township you know our family has loved Perry Township I go back to earlier, and I can honestly say, never heard of it. I grew up at a rural-ish farm school, for mm-hmm. the most part, in a small town. Never expected to live in a larger city environment like this. Never expected to go to a larger school district. Um, but my son has just flourished at Perry Township. I mean, it has been fantastic for us as a family. Mm. The opportunities that are available to our kids in general just makes me really proud to be part of this district. The yeah, fact cool. that, you know, there's academic things, there's sports, there's so many opportunities that our schools work so hard to give to our kids and, and our family has taken advantage of them mm-hmm. and that really has been the greatest thing for us. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing your time today and your story. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.